0: welcome that's fine if you're new hey i'm flo and i've got a new mic so if it doesn't sound great i'm really sorry i'm not sure i'm using it right oh my god it's not plugged in i'm actually i'm not joking okay the mic is now plugged in ah oh my god that was so silly okay if it sounds worse that's gonna be really annoying but hey it's northern rascals it's fun Just before we get into it, during this episode there are mentions of suicide that will come at 15 minutes into the episode and you'll know because we will start talking about a piece called Sunnyside. There are help links in the show notes but if that's not something you want to listen to, no worries and I will see you in the next episode. Bye! Oh, over to Flo in the studio. Yay! Okay, so I would have already done the intro by the time this is... Well, hopefully. Um, <laughs> but regardless, do you want to introduce yourselves?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Go on. Um. Hey, I'm Sam. Uh, Sam Ford.
2: And I'm Anna Holmes. Um, and we're from Northern Rascals. Hi. <laughs> Amazing. And. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the company, so we we are we live in Leeds, um, but the company is based um in Calderdale, actually. Um so we started in like 2017, was it so? Yeah? yeah. Freshly graduated. Yeah, we have done yeah. our postgrads. Um, and we kind of were like thrown into the big wide world of graduate life and working with different companies and choreographers and we kind of just wanted to give it a go and do it ourself. Um, and kind of, because yeah. we were young as well, and I think we still are young. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: I think that we really were like in a position where we could kind of like affect change and kind of create the environments that we would like to work in. Um, so that's kind of like where the start of like Northern Rascals kind of came from and also was like the beginnings of our ethos of being person-led. Um, and creating work that matters and that listens and puts the people that it's for and about at the forefront of the creation process. So whether that's working with the specific demographic that the work's about or making sure that our creative team are reflective of that community um, and really just creating opportunities for like young Northern artists. That's really the basis of our practice, would you say so?
1: Yeah, I think that you got us in a nutshell there.
2: <laughs> yeah, so northern kindness, authentic stories. Yeah,
0: amazing. Um, and I feel like that's a big part of your practice that a lot of people really resonate with, like the, uh, the authenticity and the storytelling, um, and the morals of like keeping, keeping your ethos within the the actual production of the work as well as just what the work is
2: saying. Yeah, for sure.
0: And do you want to go into just a little bit, um, like where that where that sort of came from as being the forefront of the work, how you came to the conclusion that was, well, maybe not the conclusion, it's like ever evolving, but that was what you wanted to lead with?
1: Mm-hmm. I think... Um... I don't know. We're just kind of people who really like honesty and we really like people's stories and just people for who they are and seeing people for people. Um, And I think that's what we, that's what resonated with us the most whenever like seeing work or, Mm -hmm. uh, or even just speaking to people, like honesty and just being themselves is what resonated with us. And I think that's what we wanted to capture is this kind of like as much honesty in real life in something that's totally not real at all because Mm -hmm. it's on stage like it's not real but yeah I think that's where it started this like love for hearing people's stories and how we can connect with one another through simple stories it doesn't have to be these big like Hollywood blockbuster like massive like events it's just like a simple story of yeah I went to the shops and this is how it affected me like I don't know so the small things make the change yeah
2: yeah definitely and I think it kind of like like you say, it came maybe from like our style and taste and like mm. what we enjoyed seeing Um and like kind of getting a bit obsessed with that, like like you said.
1: Yeah, and um, I think like our practice and the way that like we hold the studio and stuff and how we like to run the company like came from our experiences and like wanting it to create a comfortable, safe, honest space for everyone to just be, themselves yeah Yeah, their best selves and know that whatever they give is 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 like good enough and is perfect we're not asking for like you can't be wrong in the space like I think is what we like
2: yeah
0: amazing and I mean firstly what a nice way of looking at like holding your space Mm
1: -hmm. but
0: yeah also where did where did you develop this practice so I guess where did you train how did it come
2: to be? I mean like our training backgrounds are quite similar aren't they? We both um, trained at Northern School of Contemporary Dance for like our degrees um, and then went on to do different kind of post-grad companies and have since worked professionally with different companies and I think that like our process and practice started with friends as it often does when you're freelance at the start and you're kind of having to do things for free and pull on favors and um so it really started with that kind of working space where everyone was very familiar and everyone could be super open and honest and say I need a break or like um I need this on I need that um so I think that was like the very, very starts of our first project. Yeah.
1: And I think because it was with friends and we were all kind of like just chipping in and stuff, mm-hmm. there was never wanting of this like hierarchy or wanting yeah. of this kind of like someone is definitely leading this. Yeah. Like it's like we're all chipping into this. So we should we all have It's a same... communal effort. We all yeah, care. Exactly. And
2: I think that's something that's been really important as we've kind of like progressed and kind of like employed people that maybe we didn't know and stuff that like, That space is so important for me and Sam to be able to make the work that we make and to feel comfortable and to feel like we can be vulnerable and that we can kind of delve into these stories that often are very autobiographical or have come from our own families or our own experiences. Like the people are the most important thing beyond the work. And we are very obsessed with the work that we make in a way that not that we think it's the best work, but in the way that it is everything to yeah. us. And I think that that team has to um, to work in the same way and have to want the same things and really care about everybody in the space and their well-being um in order for us to like go to those places. Um, that we need to go to to get the work so I think it's been an organic process of like testing it over time isn't it and
1: And I mean it's taken time it's taken time like in no way was like just we just started was like oh this is it like 100% no like
2: and as a couple as well because we are in a relationship like that was definitely like a balance that we had to find of kind of like work roles and keeping the professional and the personal and Knowing that your partner might be needing something in work and you're there in the room with them, but professionally, like you have to kind of like create these kind of barriers and and kind of like I don't know structures so that we can find the best way that we can work together. Yeah. Um, and obviously it does work, but it's definitely always evolving because we're always changing yeah, as yeah. people as well. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause I, I, um, the only other sort of collaboration group i guess or collective maybe you would call it is um tough boys collective in london and they work all together as well and it was really interesting hearing from them how they navigate that because we talk a lot about how great collaboration is but looking at what that actually looks like on a day-to-day and consistently making work together i mean for you, like, is that something that you've always wanted to do? Or was it, again, just something organic that you sort of fell into? Um, I guess as well, if you're making person-led work, it's perhaps more organic to be um, doing it with other people. But, yeah, what's that What's that like, making work just not as individuals?
2: I guess we've not really known another way.
1: Yeah. I mean, we do little, like, separate projects and stuff. Yeah. But... We always kind of I guess, like even when we're doing separate projects, we both have a little voice in it. Yeah, like, definitely. So, uh, I think that our,
2: uh, I think we massively trust each other yeah. in in kind of taste and kind of uh, what's the right decision. And I think that there has to be like we have very different ways of learning and of making at the same time. So, for instance, like I can maybe see something quicker, or I can like see the pathway at the start maybe a bit quicker and with Sam that maybe takes a little bit longer and like there has to be that kind of trust in let's stick with this like trust me I can see what it is and also there's times when you're like trust me I can see this or this is exciting whereas and uh, like if you were just on your own or if I was just on my own I maybe would have dropped something sooner Mm -hmm. but like we trust each other to like follow something through to the end and then we're like oh yeah that idea that you had was great like I get it now so I think that there's like there's patience and there's, there's this constant kind of like give and take and sit back and take space um, that happens with us. Yeah. um, But I think maybe like one of the like pivotal like turning points for me personally was I had to go into um the second phase of research for Sunnyside in like 2019, mm-hmm. 2020 without Sam. And I was leading the whole it, that this was back when you could only get under 15 grand for Arts Council funding. And it was like a three week project. And I had to lead, lead the three weeks on my own. Um, and it was a very male led space as well. Like it was very male dominated. And I was like massively insecure at that time in my life and had massive imposter syndrome that I was like, how old, how old was I? So four years ago. How old am I now? I was like twenty five, like holding this space, um, without Sam, without that kind of like comfort blanket, um, and we had a mentor came in that I like massively respected and really idolized and still really respect now. And I couldn't believe that they'd said yes to come into the room with us, um, and he really affirmed like my working practice and said that me and Sam need to be 100% without each other, not 50, 50. And so that when we come together, it's 200%. Um, But I needed, I really needed to hear that I could Mm. hold a space and do it well
1: um, to kind of like
2: get that, that clarity. And I think you've had those moments too, have Mm. you, where you kind of get the affirmation from, from somebody that you respect,
1: yeah. That it's like, no, you're doing the good job. You're doing the yeah. right thing. You're like, oh, thank you. Like, I just needed to hear that. Sometimes you just need yeah. to hear you're
2: doing a good job, yeah.
1: and especially when you're the one leading it. Yeah, you you're the least you get to hear you're doing the right thing the least because yeah. there's no one above you to kind of go, yeah, you're in the right direction. You're yeah. always telling everyone else like, yeah, this yeah, this is great. Love what you're doing here. Like, yeah. let's do this. You don't always get that feedback.
2: Yeah, Yeah, for sure.
1: And it's just really important to hear. Yeah.
2: Sorry, I might have gone on a bit of a tangent there. (laughs) No,
0: tangents are perfect. That's what this is for. Um, (laughs) And then I guess that's quite a nice segue into talking about Sunnyside, the piece. Mm -hmm. So I want to know everything. (laughs) Give it it all. (laughs) Um, What's the piece about? When did the creation start? What was the inspiration? Where are the tours? Shall I start?
2: Do you want to start? I
1: don't mind. Um, I mean- I say where it came from? Well, how long ago did we start it? Four years ago?
2: We started it in 2019. So what is- That's four years four ago. Four
1: years ago, yeah. Yes.
2: Oh, how is that four years ago?
1: It's so, crazy, I isn't know. it? I know. I know.
2: That is terrifying. It's been a real long time coming. And I think that's something that we Mm. we found frustrating at so many different points because of the pandemic and not getting funding and stuff like that. But I do think (laughs) that everything happens for a reason and that everything falls into place when it's meant to fall because the team that we had to create the end product and the knowledge and the expertise that we had by that stage meant that it could really like fulfill the idea that we had in our head for so long um it's a really important piece to us isn't it it's
1: yeah highly I mean, personal we've been, we've been obsessing over it for four years Obsessed. it's, it's really important to us
2: <laughs> and i guess like they so so the piece is about uh a young northern male called k he's our main character he's 19 um he's kind of finished um college or a levels and all of his friends have moved on to go to university and he's kind of stuck in this northern rural town and he's kind of stayed and his life is feeling stagnant and he can't see what his future is or where he will fit in it um and he's having this real disconnect with the people and the relationships around him um and himself um And it's all about his mental health and declining. It touches on themes of suicide. Um, It's based around the area that I grew up in, which is a really beautiful, liberal part of the country, Hebden Bridge, a lot of people have heard of it. Um, But it also has this real dark side. And my experiences of growing up there is that it wasn't uncommon for somebody in my year or someone in my high school to to take their life. And I think that's something that only really when I kind of like came out of the valley that I realized was unusual, Um, that we were kind of surrounded by these mental states that weren't getting any attention and these young people that felt hopeless. And we that's where like the starting point for the character kind of came from. And it really is kind of a don't know if it's a love letter but it really is a letter to that area and and an address to that area and a to the wider state of mental health of young people in our country yeah
1: I mean it's like that 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 story's not just been plucked out of thin air like that story like resonated and like lots of different parts of it have been taken from lots of different people's own experiences and own stories like we in Sunnyside in Sunnyside sorry with Sunnyside we've worked with over like 750 young people across the country now. Um, And that's like collating all of kind of as much of their personal stories they want to give as much of their experiences with mental health they've wanted to give. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is, and like so much of it has been the same. So much of it has been similar that it was just like this story isn't, yeah, isn't like.
2: Well, it's individual, but it's collective and. I think that that's like why it is so powerful. Like we've had our three like test performances mm-hmm. and the feedback has been overwhelming. And um, um, it's, yeah, it, it it's a hard watch, but it's an important watch. Uh, and we're very proud of it, aren't we?
1: Yeah, we're very proud of the piece. We're very happy with it.
2: Yeah, we are. Um, and we can't wait for everyone to see it.
1: Yeah. Hopefully Which next year. It will be performing next year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it'll be performing in 2024. Yeah. Um, just and twenty twenty five.
2: And twenty twenty five. And forever. No, I'm joking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Until it's not relevant anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that yeah, that's I'd say that's sunny side is Yeah. Powerfully ordinary.
2: Yeah.
0: Incredible. Thank you for sharing that. That's yeah, I mean a powerful and necessary um topic for work, sadly. Mm-hmm but yeah and um yeah things are on the subject within this episode I'll put any links that we curate together for the subjects um in the notes and things and yeah do you want to talk um a bit about sort of how that process has, has been for you making like uh, making quite emotional work and making quite powerful work how that is in the studio
2: yeah, for sure. So I well, I'll talk about maybe about like outside the studio first, and you can talk about inside the studio, Sam. Mm-hmm. Um so I Sunnyside is fully scripted. Um, and I wrote the script and it's the first time that I've kind of written a full-length script uh, in such a way. Um it's something that I've kind of been developing for the past few years. Um and for me it was like a highly personal experience to write that script because a lot of it came from kind of automatic writing so I would sit down put on a track um maybe a line or maybe someone had said something like quite a few of like the monologues and stuff had come from a line that somebody had said in a social setting um like for instance one of the uh, monologues is called small doses that the main character says and um somebody said in front of me that going home is just good in small doses. And that became like the, the whole inspiration for a whole section when Kay's on this night out in Manchester and he overhears his best friend say that it's good to go home in small doses. And to Kay, that is the most painful thing that his best friend could say to him because to him, they are so connected. They've grown up together since they were five. Like they are who they are because of each other. And to say that he only wants him in a small bit, yeah, like I said, is is one of the most painful and hurtful things. And the final kind of separation and tear in that relationship. Um, But but that
1: sparked off such a lovely bit of text, though. Yeah. That just one line, how you managed to just, like, expand on that, just that one sentence.
2: And, like, that's where I mean, like, the automatic writing, so that I would have just taken small doses. And, like, then that became, like, an outpouring of, I guess, of me and, I guess, of my own mental health and my own relationships and my own experiences and the kind of stories that sit within me so I found it um therapeutic in a way and I also found it quite it could get very deep in a way and I could get very caught up in that character and as we got the funding and we were getting closer to like getting into the studio I found it really hard to like be letting that character out and letting people have hold of that story and shape it like they should do. And the dancers take it and mold that character and make it into their own representation and put bits of themselves in it. And I felt like he was almost like my, my little child that I'd kind of like built. And then I was like giving him to the world to kind of be ripped apart, but I I knew that had to happen. Um, But there was this element of like, yeah, vulnerability and loss of control and real like To like give something so personal up, um, to be yeah to be picked apart and stuff. So yeah, I I found it a really, a really life changing experience, and it completely transformed my practice. And also like great to now like put him to bed and to kind of move away from him and move on to someone or something new.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. But yeah, do you want to talk about the studio, Sam?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, like us, uh. Stories and practices quite um, autobiographical. Like not everything comes from the uh, the performers, but we ask a lot of like them to share personal experiences, um, to work like uh, dramaturgically with their own personal experiences, to not physically share them, but knowing that that is putting some of themselves into a character. We ask them to the character is not fully ever them. We never want them to be just themselves on stage. We want them to have that protection and that shield of it is someone else. It's not me. Like I can be something else.
2: Um, and that's been a process to find. Hasn't yeah. How to and
1: how to direct that and um, navigate that space. Na- yeah, exactly. But then we really find the honesty comes from them giving a part of themselves to this character because there's always something that they can truly and honestly tap into because they've had them experiences before Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's something that makes navigating the space hard like because it is very vulnerable work and very vulnerable stuff that they are uh, sharing with us and giving and we are just always trying to be super like appreciative of everything that they give it's just like that everything that you give is right nothing is wrong like we appreciate everything that you bring to this studio um, and we want them to bounce back and be like oh do you know what I don't feel like that that's me or I don't feel like that works and it's like okay cool well let's discuss this what how yeah, can we make it creates this an
2: interesting conversation as well doesn't it yeah. we might have really structured ideas of what we think the certain character might have come from or might do but then the dancers might really contest that and I think that that's always like a fun conversation to see where things can go and especially with like the character of Danny where we've had different people kind of play and feed into that role and and B's character yeah um that's meant there's been like quite a lot of fun flexibility and room to kind of play um but one thing that we've kind of did input into this uh phase particularly was the kind of like check-ins and checkouts and trying to build a a a care policy which we're still building yeah. and we're still figuring out and we're taking inspiration from some wonderful uh leaders who do that like Brandon and Faith company do that fantastically so i think yeah we've kind of like we always tried to have that open communication with the dancers of or who or whoever is in the space creatively um of where they're at now yeah. at that moment and how they want to progress and how they feel.
1: Yeah. These constant check-ins yeah. like, okay, you've just done this. That scene was really hard. How are you? Yeah. Like, tell me like, honestly, or if you just don't want to speak, that's fine. We'll move away and we go on. Um, yeah, A lot of the
2: time at the end of the show, at the end, like to what, when we kind of finished it, it ends on a really like heavy note, Um, depending on how you read it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Spoiler. But um. I think yeah like we often needed like a good 20 minutes to kind of not speak and not all of us kind of just have your own
1: space to digest just to be like okay what have I just been through what have I experienced okay I'm ready to talk now yeah um yeah I think that's yeah the check-in's taking a lot of uh, yeah we've taken a lot of inspiration from me and Faith like Mm -hmm. they're really leading um in that kind of like safety within the space and mm-hmm. care for performance, because I think that's a massive thing that- And
2: has the whole been creative lacking.
1: team. So yeah, yeah, the whole creative team as a, And as I a think whole.
2: maybe that's what's kind of like, um, I don't know if that's unique, but like our way of working is that like a lot of the creative team are invo- really heavily invested in it. So like, for instance, like Aaron Howell with like Howell Creative, who does all the proje- projection and digital design, is there from the beginning and really involved in the creation um same way that Wilf Wilfred Kimber the composer who worked with us was in the studio like spent a lot of time to like really like immerse themselves into yeah. the world and same with like the kind of production manager and lighting designer and um set designer like they're all they all really care about the work um yeah so that care is kind of
1: yeah it's full, like a care that's full care. we we are really trying to offer the care to everyone else but Everyone else also cares, not just like for everyone else, but really cares for the piece. Like, yeah. It's like the the thing that we're making is another person in the room or something like everyone's got their eye on the same like ball and yeah. everyone's like, okay, how can we make this work? Everyone throwing in suggestions into like the pot the whole time, yeah. which is so great. Like, and not just, we're just here for a job. Mm-hmm. Not everyone had some personal connection with this yeah. Peace, but that's not the question. I know, yeah, I was, I was just see, thinking I just on laughing. such a tangent.
0: <laughs> you know what? It's it's my uh, favorite thing when people go on tangents because it, it just <laughs> means it makes my job easier.
1: <laughs> and it's all
0: such oh. it's all really, really useful, amazing information. So please don't worry. I hope so. Um, and then so where where can we because I've just realized we have been talking for 20 minutes, so we should wrap up quite soon, but where can we find information on the tour and when it will be happening um and your piece and the past pieces and i know you do a lot of uh you do a lot of classes and workshops and
2: that sort of thing all of that so how do you keep up with northern rascals um so i think there's the best way is our instagram and our website as well um we kind of post everything on there and that's like our most up-to-date channel, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Um, but we have loads of things happening next year. Still waiting to hear back from the Arts Council on one massive project. And we should be we will be going into a full creation of a new work um called Reviving Her, which is our all-female piece, which will be really exciting. Um so there'll be lots of classes and workshops and intensives that will come with that. So That will all be confirmed when we hear back from the Arts Council. Um and
1: lots of opportunities there with lots of
2: opportunities. To
1: be a part of it in some way. Yeah, we've Uh, got a community
2: cast element, we've got a focus
1: group kind of thing. We've got
2: focus group, we've got um what they called apprentice positions available Mm -hmm. in in different roles, so not just dance. Um so there's loads of exciting opportunities. Um Mm. and then so that will be happening from like January to kind of summertime. And then after that, we will be going, Shed will be touring again. And Sunnyside will hopefully, we're booking the tours now. Nothing is confirmed yet. It's kind of in those states of uh, conversations with venues. um, But we're hoping it will tour autumn 24, spring 25. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a crazy busy year again. Um, But like we say, our doors are always open. So Mm -hmm. if people do want to come in and uh, watch rehearsals or come take morning class or want to come to a sharing or any way that we can help and we have the capacity to help. We are, we're, we're there. Like we just had a few Zooms this week uh, with people who came to the side show who had additional questions and stuff like that. So it's when we can fit you in, like, absolutely. We are there to like share tips and share our practice and help people have a career in the arts. Cause we know how important it is, especially when you're young and emerging, to have just somebody point you in a little yeah. bit of the right direction because yeah. I feel like there's been so many times when we felt lost and alone.
1: Yeah. Just someone to say, yes, you're doing the right thing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's what I was about to say,
0: coming back round. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> Great minds think alike, that's all I'm going to say.
1: And you can also catch Shed. On the... 27th yeah
2: impressed Sam
1: yeah I know of January
2: at Northern School of Contemporary dance
1: and then dates next year
2: yes so that's our we we will be going into hibernation for a bit Mm -hmm. and then yep come and see us on the 27th of Jan at Northern Um, and spread the love spread the Northern love and then they'll book us again hopefully for Sunnyside yeah (laughs) thank you so much for
0: being here and for having this conversation, I really appreciate it, and it's lovely hearing about your work.
1: No, Aww. thank you. Thanks so much yeah. for having us. Thanks for the chat.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> thank you for listening. And again, all subjects regarding mental health, we'll have support links in the show notes. And I hope you have the best day ever, ever,
1: ever, ever, ever. And I'll see you really, really, really soon. Yay. Bye.